Carrion Tea House is located on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida at 3014 North 9th Avenue, Suite B. Again, that's 3014 North 9th Avenue, Suite B. Check out their website at asherandb.com. Again, that's asherandb.com. Good morning and welcome to the Brandon and Carlos show on WPMM Talk Radio where we talk about it. We are an official radio affiliate for the Cheryl Underwood show. You can catch her show here Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. on WPMM Talk and on WPMM Radio. I'm super excited uh, for this morning's show. Um, because it's a, a topic that we're going to be talking about that's very dear to my heart, um, and that is credit, <laughs> getting your credit right. Uh, you have power when your credit is good, um, and we're going to talk all about that. Uh, but we know that uh, things happen, and you got to get it fixed. And I don't think anyone's born with perfect credit because you have to actually earn credit. Uh, but my guest this morning is Jasmine Pearson. She is a credit expert, credit uh, consultant. Uh, the name of her um, business is called AP Financial um, Focus. Focus, AP Financial Focus. And uh, I'm super excited to have you here on this morning. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. So how you been doing? Um, I've been doing pretty good. I mean, it's been a transition. I just had my son, uh, my, my first child uh, last year. So being a new mom and taking on a, um, responsibilities of that and then also starting a new company, it's it's been a good year. Sure. So with COVID, um, you're managing well with that. This is a little different times that we're <laughs> living in. Um, you know, yeah. So it's kind of scary, but I don't know. I guess we're getting used to it. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much I'm I'm a homebody anyway, so not going anywhere suits me just fine, you know. So COVID, <laughs> COVID is nowhere near you because you stay at home. Yes, <laughs> y'all get that out there. Maybe if we stay at home, this stuff will go away a little sooner. Um, well, in keeping with tradition with the Brandon and Carlos show, we always ask a, a warm up question uh, to kind of break the ice, so you set your mind at ease and. All that good stuff. And uh, I'm going to do the same thing for you and uh, ask you, what is your favorite meal from your hometown? And what's the restaurant from that restaurant? So your favorite restaurant and your favorite meal there. Let me say it like that. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go with Carabas. And I'm going to go with their chicken Brian meal. I don't know if you've ever had it, but. It is so moist, and then they have, like, a goat cheese on top, and we actually, me and my husband, we had them cater our wedding. Oh, so wow. every year for our anniversary, that's kind of our ritual. We go back to Carabas, mm -hmm. and we have the same meal that we had at our wedding. I love Carabas. I <laughs> went there for our anniversary uh, this year um, because COVID, you know, there's not much you can do. Yeah. And I was like, well, come on, baby, let's go out to eat. And I've never eaten at Carabas before. Well, I hadn't at that point. And I was like, come on, let's try it out. She has, I think she had had before. 
Um, but I hadn't. And I went anyway, and I was thoroughly impressed with it. Tip, go during happy hour, people. Half off them appetizers. Yeah, they get yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah, free advertisement for them. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they um, have some good food. They do. I was very impressed. And it was our anniversary, so they made it special and brought us a free cake, which I, I, I was too full to eat anyway. We took mm-hmm. it home. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's that's good food. Yeah. So, uh, Jasmine, let's talk about how credit affects us. Oh, my goodness. Credit affects us in so many different ways. And, unfortunately, financial literacy, it really isn't focused on as much as it should be. You know, when you're coming out of high school, you're thinking, okay, I'm set. I'm ready to start life, ready to start in a real world. And as soon as you hit 18, go to your mailbox, you're already getting credit card offers from everywhere. But a lot of times because you don't know, you don't know the process or what to expect when you have a credit card. Some people, they're they thinking it's free money, that they can just spend, spend, spend and run up a bill and they don't have to pay it back or not worry about monthly payments. They're not checking interest rate. They're not seeing how much that, that money that you're borrowing technically is going to cost them in the long run if they don't have the funds to pay it back. I know that was my story. I mean... I went to three different high schools. I think I, I take I took one or two little classes that they offered in high school that dealt with money and finances and things of that nature. But when I got out of high school, um, I mean, I, I had a job all during high school just about. So I knew a little bit. I had a checking account. I had a saving account. I mean, I paid my phone bill out of my account, things of that nature. But when I hit 18, and I got my first credit card. I was like, okay, I'm going to be responsible about this. I'm not going to charge this card up. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, let it sit there. I didn't know why I was going to let it sit there. I didn't know about credit scores or anything of that nature. I just said, you know, I didn't want to use this money up and not be able to pay it back. But then I wanted a car. <laughs> and I didn't have the down payment money I needed. And guess what happened to that credit card? <laughs> Charged it. completely up (laughs) the whole down payment on my credit card, you know, and, you know, things happen. Uh, I got behind that credit card kind of fell to the wayside. I wasn't worried about paying it. And, you know, over time things happen, you know, with us in our lives, you could lose a job, medical expenses, whatever have you. And with our community, I feel like a lot of times we're not getting it in school and you're not, we're not getting it at home, you know, unfortunately it can be a generational curse in a sense. If it's, um, um, I was talking to someone a couple of days ago and they were saying that the only time money came up or bills came up in their household to talk about was when they didn't have it. So it, it wasn't a conversation of how we're building for the future or what credit can do for you if you have it versus if you don't have it. Mm. And it becomes like a never ending cycle once you get caught up in it. I mean, tell me if this sounds familiar. You fall behind, get late on a payment. They add more interest. You get more fees. You get your late fees. You get low approval rates. Now you get higher interest rates, meaning higher payments. And if you're living check to check, and you have to you have to have this or you need a car or whatever. A lot of people they go to the buy here, pay here lots. They just they take what they can get. And long term it's it's like it's hard to get out of that cycle now because instead of paying two hundred and something dollars a month for a car, you're stuck paying six hundred and something for a car because you have to take what you get and you have to get to work. So credit affects us 
more than just in our approval rate. It can affect the jobs you are able to apply for. If, if, you're, if you don't have a good credit score or if your credit report shows that you're delinquent or you have collection accounts and, you know, a bank may not hire you to handle other people's money. They may not hire you in that particular department that pays good that could possibly, you know, help you get out of your situation. You know, so credit is going to affect so many different aspects of our lives that it, it needs to be talked about more and, you know, taught at an earlier age so that you're not trying to get out of a situation. It's, it's, it's harder to dig yourself out than if you just start off well and, you know, you just continue that. Yeah, you're talking about the never-ending cycle. I think um, we all have experienced that um, in some form or fashion. Um, uh, to our Facebook uh, us users, Lord, to our Facebook <laughs> viewers, uh, go ahead and send me some uh, comments or send us some comments about what uh, Jasmine is talking about. Uh, can you relate to what she's saying about the, um, the never-ending cycle? You know, how did it start for you? How did your credit journey start? Uh, I know for me... Um, my, I, I, I was a little different. I, I suppose from the other friends that I had, or other people in my community, and that when I was younger, uh, my mother allowed me to use her credit card. Like even before eighteen, mm -hmm. uh, we had a, a J.C. Penney's. Um, she had a J.C. Penney credit card, and so she allowed me to use it. You know, to buy. Cause I used to love to dress. If you've been keeping <laughs> up with the show, you'll you'll know that I love to dress, and I'm. Got my own brand coming out called Just Be. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's a plug. plug. Shameless plug. It's <laughs> my show. Uh, so I can do that, right? But, um, yeah, you know, I w was able to you know, use the card, and I had a job, and, you know, I helped her pay it, and she taught me how uh, not to just make the minimum payment, mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, pay more and that sort of thing. But then I graduated <laughs> high school, went to college, boom, boom, boom. I had the first opportunity to have a credit card. Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember what credit card it was. But uh, I thought it was free money. I mean, seriously. Because when I got it, <laughs> and I was buying stupid stuff, like, you know, going to McDonald's and, mm -hmm. you know, it, and my friends, hey, dog, you want some? Uh, I got you. That's what we used to call people back then, dog. <laughs> But, like, hey, man, you know, I'm buying everybody everything. And, mm -hmm. and God dang it, when that first bill came, not only did uh, I have to pay it, and you know, with interest, but I didn't realize that it even had, like, a fee. Like, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when you don't have good credit, and I know you're going to talk about this, you have to pay these stupid fees, mm -hmm. you know. Um, that, that, that if you had good credit, you wouldn't have to ha have so many nickel and dime fees. Oh, yeah. You try to you go know. and get a phone. They want to know, how good's your credit? Yeah. Before you apply for this, get on this phone plan, you know. No. If you have good credit, you don't have to put a down payment. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, you so know. something as simple as just a, you know, just a cell phone going to T-Mobile or AT&T, Verizon, whatever. Yeah. You trying to get a cell phone. If you don't have good credit, you're paying more already than the person who does have good credit right yeah you are um and you know even with the credit card that you have the high interest rate mm -hmm. what 24 24.99 <laughs> man what's the most that they can charge is there a law to say it 
I'm not sure if there is a specific uh, number that they can get to. I, um, I believe it's the 29.99 is, is the highest I've, I've seen. But That's the highest ooh. you've ever, because that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, listen, we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with uh, Jasmine Pearson uh, with AP Financial Focus. That's um, right. And she's telling us all about how to fix our credit. Uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
listening to the Brandon and Carlos show on WPMM Talk Radio. My guest is Jasmine Pearson. We are talking about credit and how to fix your jacked up credit. <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking a little bit about how the never ending cycle of um, credit works, you know, how you get yourself into all this debt uh, before the uh, commercial break there. If you're new to listening on Facebook, you know that our or excuse me, you probably saw at the bottom of the screen that the audio is muted during commercial breaks because we do play um, copywritten music and uh, we don't want Facebook to flag us. Uh, but anyway, those who always watch on Facebook know that. But if you're new, that's why you don't hear any audio. Uh, please hit that share button, the like and share button. Send us some hearts. Uh, let us know that you uh, appreciate what we're doing. Um, it's like church, you know, if we send something you like, amen, right? That's what they say, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Well, our version of that is hitting the heart button or the like button. You can hit the care button. I don't know why they invented that darn button. Like, it's kind of lame. I like that button. Like, it's hugging something. There are some people who post certain situations or, you know, certain statuses mm -hmm. that just a like a heart won't do. If somebody's talking about someone's past, you know, or, okay. you know, a loved one, it's like, you care, you know? I never use that. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something that grinds my gears. That sounds something a white person. <laughs> um, shout out to my white listeners, you know. We're just different in some ways but we're all the same in god's eyes but we're culturally different we do some things different one thing y'all do different is talk different and say stuff like grind my gears but i love it though because i'm saying it this morning what really grinds my gears what was i talking about facebook thank you <laughs> what really grinds my gears is when someone loves something that i posted and everybody, like, there's a trend of everybody loving it. That and then some dumbass comes it. around and hits the like button. I'm like, can't you just follow what everybody else is doing and hit the heart button? They don't love it. They just like it. I, I don't want the little just, <laughs> like, the little thumbs up button. I mean, like, especially when there's hearts involved, you know, that makes me seem like you're disgruntled you know like you, you just downgraded you yeah you downgraded bit. my my post <laughs> like take your like back i don't even want your like give me hearts that's what i want don't hit that care button i don't like that button then some people hit the angry button i'm thinking that's by mistake because you know it's easy to do yeah. or they could actually be angry because i do say some stuff <laughs> but listen we are going to talk about how credit repair works so let's start out with that uh right. jasmine so how it works with um, my company is you'll start out with a free consultation. During this consultation, it's me basically going over the entire process of how it works, what's expected of you, and also it allows you to ask, um, ask me some questions as well. Um, there are certain people who are not qualified to be in um, a credit repair uh, service, um, and it's not per se 
saying you're not qualified all around. It's just my personal um, opinion that I don't feel you should be qualified. You are eligible to participate in credit repair at this time. If you have active bankrupt an active bankruptcy, meaning you're still in the process, um, it has to be in a discharge status, meaning all your proceedings are complete, whether it's a, you know, chapter 13 or chapter seven. Um, if you are behind currently on your bills, I don't want to be a burden for you. I don't want me or credit repair to be another bill that you're having to worry about coming out. So if you're behind right now, I would rather assist you maybe with budgeting mm. and helping you get your accounts current and then look at your credit and then look into your credit repair because it makes no sense to take on credit repair as a bill and you're getting late payments in and that's affecting your credit as well. I'm removing things on the back end that are hurting your credit and you're adding more things. Mm. So I would rather you not come on as a credit repair client until you're in a good position to be able to do so. Um, also, credit monitoring is required. A lot of people say, well, why do I have to have credit monitoring? You know, what, what's, what's the point of that? That's going to allow me to be able to see what's going on on your actual credit report on a month-to-month basis. The bureaus have usually a 30-day time frame for them to do investigations when you are disputing something or you're asking for something to be verified or validated on your credit report. Um, right now, during COVID, times are a little bit different. So they actually have are, are taking a little bit more leeway. Instead of the normal 30 days, um, they're taking upwards to 45, sometimes 60 days. Um, but your credit monitoring is going to allow us to me to look directly at your actual credit report. It's a little bit different if you're trying to use free services. Like I know your credit card companies, a lot of times they'll give you that snapshot what's going on with your credit or they'll say, you know, this is powered by TransUnion or powered by, you know, Vantage or something like that. It's not your true credit report. They're pulling information possibly from, you know, like one source, but it's not a true format and showing everything that's going on with your credit report, giving us the full details. So credit monitoring, I have partnered um, with two different companies, um, Identity IQ and Smart Credit so that my clients can have credit monitoring at a discounted rate instead of their normal fees. Um, so um, credit monitoring can be $21.99 or $24.99. And even after you graduate the program, you're out of, you know, my credit repair classes or whatever, you can still have the choice to keep your credit monitoring. You can change the plan up a little bit if you, you know, you don't want to pull it every month or whatever have you, but you, you have an option to keep it. Some companies choose to... Um, incorporate the price of that into their services. Um, so that's why it may be a little bit more monthly or something of that nature. I choose not to do that just because I want you to have the option to say, yes, I want this or no, I don't want this at any point in time. If something's going on, you know, and you say, Hey, um, I need to pause. I need to, I need to wait. Something's going on, you know, in my budget or something where I, I can't do this. I want you to be able to have the choice to, you know, take a moment and say, okay, let me call and cancel or call and pause this because it's nothing is that on a contract. So once you have the free consultation and you get your credit monitoring, um, you're going to, we're going to go through what's called a credit audit. So we're going to get your credit reports pulled. I'm going to get those. I'm going to evaluate them, go through an audit with you. And it's going to be um, a PDF document that I'll be able to send you 
that basically gives you a detailed look at your credit report explaining what's going on. Once you receive that, we'll, you know, set up a time to go over it so that we can go through it line by line. You can tell me what's going on here, what's going there. And you can actually look and see if there's something on there that doesn't belong. If something you're like, hey, I already paid this or, you know, they're not supposed to be reporting this or that's this is wrong and that's wrong. You know, this is where I can get all of that good information. Um, um, once we do that, you go through your onboarding process. The onboarding process takes 10 minutes or less. It's basically you uploading your information to me, which is proof of identity, and you're verifying your place of residence. So that way, when I'm sending in the disputes to the credit bureaus, it verifies those two things. If you go on any of their websites and you actually know, well, what's the dispute process? They'll tell you you're going to need to send in those two forms um, of identification with your dispute letter. That way they, you know, make sure you're the right person that's disputing on behalf of your, your credit report. Um, so once you complete that onboarding, that's when your first fee is actually charged. It's not charged before. Um, so heads up to anyone who is signed up to credit repair. It is illegal for a credit repair service to charge you before they do any work. It is illegal for a credit repair company to charge you before they do any work. So your first fee comes out after your onboarding is complete and you receive that, that credit audit. And the first thing we want to do when we start repairing your credit is we're going to take a look at your personal information. Your personal information, meaning make sure your name is in there right, your date of birth, your address, your workplace, your employer, things of that nature. And a lot of people, they kind of skip over that. They're like, um, you know, that doesn't affect my credit. So why do I care if the wrong information is there um, in my personal info? If you have wrong or um, information in your personal information that's not updated, you're leaving yourself open for identity theft. If something is incorrect in there, um, if you have old addresses still, you know, linked to your your credit file, you're not receiving any information from those addresses. You're, you could be missing mail. And then it also provides um, old creditors a way to verify information or, or put things on your credit that shouldn't be there because they're using old information and it's still there. So the bureaus are like, oh, check. Yep, yep, this is the right person. So it's, it's just, it's allowing ways for um, your credit to be targeted. And then we go through a validation and verification process um, through your credit. And that's each month we working on, we're working on your credit. Um, we're doing, uh, we're sending out letters possibly to the actual creditors, the collection agencies and the bureaus. And we're making basically the law work in your favor. Wow. That's a very in-depth process. So it's <laughs> uh, to our listeners and uh, Facebook viewers, um, you know, it's, you're not just paying your money and she's just collecting your money. She's actually doing some stuff on your behalf. Um, man, I didn't realize it was that in-depth. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it when you're looking at a credit report. Um, it's th a, a lot of times people, they'll say, oh, yeah, I remember that. But if something isn't reporting correctly, it can affect you um, so, so, so quickly. So think about it like this. If you have a credit card, and let's say you started off with a credit card and it had a $500 limit and you use about $100 on that credit card. Okay. And then you use $250 on that credit card and they give you a $500 increase. And now you're, you're at $1,000 and you're using 
250 on that. You're at a, you know, 25% credit utilization. You're still pretty good. You try to keep it under that 30. But let's say they never updated if they gave you that increase. And they're reporting that you're using 250 of that on a $500 limit. Now you're at a 50% credit utilization. Right. And credit utilization is about 35% of your score. Yeah. So if you're not checking to make sure, like, even the small things mm. are accurate, it could be affecting your credit in a very big way. So having someone go through your credit report with a fine-tooth comb and even things that are reporting negatively, like collections or uh, delinquencies, things of that nature, and making sure that that's actually supposed to be there, like you're within your right to make sure that this is supposed to be on your credit. Um, a lot of times you can find that collection agencies, they have to be licensed. In most states, they have to be licensed to be able to pursue you for a debt. If they're not licensed, they can't pursue that debt. But you'll be surprised how many collection agencies will pursue that debt and know that you're not going to check and see if they're licensed. So if somebody, question, if somebody has someone calling their house, you know how that happens, mm -hmm. and they call from your zip code, well, first, no, not zip code, area code. F let's start over. <laughs> first, they call from a weird-looking number. Yeah. And then you're, not, you're definitely not answering that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they'll start using area codes closer to you. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, you think you got sneaky, me. Sneaky, sneaky. You think you got me. And then they use your area code. And you're like, oh, that might be a job or something like uh -huh. that. And you call, um, you know, you answer the phone. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, uh, Brandon? <laughs> like i don't know to say yes or what you know it's kind of <laughs> like a game you know um because i'm trying to listen to their voice right mm -hmm. to to see if they're important right or you you know what I'm oh saying? i know what you're saying you're not really wanting to acknowledge who you are yeah, just yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. somebody that you really don't need to be yeah, talking to yeah, or don't yeah. want to talk then, to and then then they get you boom some kind of way you slip up and then you're there and, and you're you like know well, this call is going to be recorded yeah i don't have <laughs> i don't have uh the money right now right right right, right. And that's a process, and I'm, I'm thankful that I don't go through that right now. Mm -hmm. But there was a time in my life that was a, a true, oh, yeah. true story. Um, man. So I said all that to ask. So if somebody calling and then you find out that they're not licensed, you're able to go and dispute that oh, because yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. That's and, a, that's and, a violation. And and they remove it? Like they legitimately just take it off. Yeah. Yeah. I do everything in writing. Like all of this so over the phone stuff, how are you gonna prove it? How are you gonna prove you talk to someone? How are you gonna prove what they said? Right. So like well, we're gonna, you know, I plan on talking to you guys about how to handle when debt collectors call. Like yeah. the, the the process with it to to make sure that, you know, you're you're making sure that you're gonna be okay. Right. And let let me say something. I want you to talk to uh, the the thing of fear. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. So many times these debt collectors, you know, they try to instill fear. Um, I'll tell you a story. I'll never forget it. Um, when I was much way younger and one of those credit cards that I told you about mm -hmm. that I got and that had the astronomical fees and stuff like that. Well, I have. I was just not able to pay it. You know, I really wasn't. Because um, I got it way up there and that Tennessee came out of me there. But um, I, 
they sent a letter, you know, threatening to sue. And I think, man, what? Maybe I was 19 years old. It mm-hmm. scared the living hell out of me, yeah. which I probably needed it scared out of me at that time. But, um, and I never forget. I went to my daddy like freaking out. And he said, "Well, do you have it?" And I said, "No." He said, "Well, have you?" Um, <laughs> told him that you don't have you know have you talked you know mm-hmm. and i'm like when, uh, no i haven't he said well you need to try to make arrangements with him and stuff like this but but i was like well they're gonna put me in jail no. he said son they just trying to scare you yeah and so i want to speak i want you to because you're the expert speak to that whole fear thing because sometimes fear keeps people from doing better do you understand what I mean when I say that? Yeah. You know, like, okay, my credit's all jacked up. She's going to start getting in all this. And, you know, uh, should people be afraid? No. See, collection agencies, credit um, debt collectors, they, they're trained in this. They, they know to scare taxes. They, they know to appeal to that sense of, you know, like urgency in you that, oh, I haven't paid this bill or, you know, that you know that guilt that they they want to play on that little guilt you have, and they can't use certain tactics. Like if they're saying that they're going to sue you, and then they don't, that's a violation. They can be fined for that. They they can't. Are threaten, you serious? Yeah, they can't threaten and harass. Are somebody. y'all listening to this? People out there, are you listening to this? And I, even to people who are going to hear this. You know, on the recording, because mm-hmm. we're uploading these, um, th- this show, uh, f- for sure. We d- we try to do all of them, but this show for sure, because I need people to hear this in our community. And so you're going to be listening to this much more in the distant future. <laughs> uh, but when you hear this, whenever you hear this, do you hear what she just said? Did you hear what she just said? Say it again. It is a violation for a debt collector to threaten to sue you and not issue a summons or anything of that nature. Right. They just can't, to scare you. Just to scare you. They can't threaten to, I'm going to garnish your wages. Wow. In order to garnish wages, you have to get a court order to garnish wages. Uh, oh, yeah. So oh. if you're threatening me to say you're going to garnish my wages and you haven't got a court order, that's an empty threat. You're just, you're harassing me at this that's, point. That's what it's the so named as. I, I would advise everyone to be informed of their consumer rights. Okay. Um, you can look up ftc.gov and um, the Fair Trade Commission. They have a lot of information on there concerning um, debt collections, what to do, how to handle them, what they're able to do, what they're not able to do. Um, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act basically goes through that and, and lets you know. And, and these are things that we're not informed of as regular consumers. So you kind of just take it as you get it. But that's why with my clients and with anyone just listening, how I would advise handling debt collectors, especially when it comes to phone communications, is don't. Don't over the phone. There's no need to really communicate with debt collectors over the phone. They're trained professionals, people. They 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 know what they're doing. They know what to say to kind of get you to admit to things that maybe you shouldn't be admitting to or mm-hmm. the, to try to, you know, set you up or scare you into making arrangements that don't benefit you in the end. Legally, you have to be notified in writing anyway. 
Like if once they contact you, they have to send you, you, we've all gotten that letter. You know, this is in an attempt to collect the debt. You have 30 days to respond to this notice to say, or we're automatically going to assume like this debt is yours. Respond to that letter, respond to that letter. Let them know that you want this debt validated. Make sure that they have all their ducks in a row. Make sure, make sure they have all of the information that they need to actually legally collect this debt. Um, a lot of times when your information is is sold, per se, that that debt is sold, the original creditor sells it to a collection agency, they don't have everything they need to truly validate or verify that they that they have the rights to pursue this debt on you. So what I advise clients to do, what, what you should do is you answer this phone, turn it back on them. They're trying to get all your information because a lot of times they don't have it in their systems. They have the bare minimum. It maybe have your name, maybe a phone number, an address. They may start calling around to people who know you, things that they can find online or yeah. whatever to try to figure out more information about you. Turn it back. Answer the phone. Immediately get their name. Get their location. The number of the collection agency they're calling from. Get all of that information and just tell them, I do not discuss my personal financial affairs over the phone with someone I, don't, I do not know. Woo! You just sent chills down my back. And then tell them that any co further communication needs to be done in writing. Y'all hear that? So while y'all avoiding them phone calls, go ahead and answer them. I mean, you know, because it, it, it is about fear. And I, and I wanted you to speak to that because I want to let people it be at ease. Now, I'm not saying just treat it as if it's not important because it's very important because it's affecting your credit. And, and I mean, it, your credit affects your employment. It, it, it affects every aspect of your life. You know, your buying power, your, um, I mean, just all, oh, wow. Just, I could think of all kind of different ways your credit affects you. Um, I mean, shoot. Um, I'm trying to think of the most, the weirdest one that I I heard about them pulling your credit. But it'll come back to me. Um, so, don't be scared. First things, don't be scared. Um, and she said, you tell them people. I do not discuss my financial affairs over the phone with someone that I don't know. And I mean, if you think about it, simple as that. I mean, because it, it's not just about saying it, because to me, it's like if you really think about what she said, that is true. Why would you be talking about your financial affairs over the phone? And listen, if something is important, I'm going to tell you something. I bet you the IRS don't call your house. They don't have to. Nope. You get what I'm saying? People who are in authority and can make some moves, they don't need to go through all that. Nope. You know, and the process which she was speaking of is called skip tracing. And um, and th there's something called OSINT. Um, that's open source uh, information mm -hmm. intelligence. Basically, uh, there are a lot of things in our lives that are public knowledge now. You know, especially with us having the internet. We live in a time like where... I don't even know if you know that um, if you ha like say your MySpace page. I don't know if you're old enough to have a MySpace page, but you know when Come it when, when it when <laughs> it when it existed. Do you know that even though MySpace is no longer around, the evidence of your MySpace page is okay. still there? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, because the 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 internet, Google, and and the other um, search engines. They're constantly doing what's called web crawling. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking a snapshot of the Internet at that particular time. Well, that's stored on their server. 
And so at any moment in time, I mean, you can do this. Like, go to Google mm-hmm. and, like, put, like, MySpace in 1999, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll pull up, you know, different pages mm-hmm. and things like that. I'm saying all that to say that, you know, in debt collection, they're using all of these things to find your behind, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they put two and two together, you know. And not just debt collectors. A lot of scam artists do it, too. That's so right. So by, by doing it this way. By not giving out your information over the phone, not going over your personal affairs, requesting that this information is in writing, you're protecting yourself as well. And I know like um, when those uh, stimulus checks hit, things of that nature, scam artists came out the woodworks. You got all kinds of calls from people trying to collect something from you. People yeah. saying, oh, you owe the IRS or oh, you owe this person and you owe this. It. If it's not in writing, if, if I don't have some paperwork that I can I can use something that you want to leave a paper trail, essentially, when, when you're doing this, when you're when you're handling debt collectors, you want to you want to leave a paper trail. You want to see not only do they have all of the information that they should have in order to try to collect the debt from you, but you also want to make sure they're not tacking on fees. You want to yeah. you want to make sure they're not, you know, pursuing illegal methods in order to try to collect this debt or to try to get more from you and you having a paper trail will ensure that you're protected if you say okay i'm gonna pay this down and we're gonna do it on these type of payment plans negotiate a rate they didn't buy that full price right you know see see what you can get off of that that the price that you owe and get it in writing and let them know hey when i'm paying this i want this removed from my credit you know let let their because after you pay it and then it's still reporting for seven years that it's a derogatory account. What benefit of that was you to you? It's, it's still a negative account on your, you know, on your credit report. So, you know, there's there are different ways of handling debt collectors. And that's one of the things that my company, we, we do for you. We, gotcha. we help you assist you in that effort. Listen, it's time for us to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how uh, credit r- repair is legal. OK, don't go anywhere. Facebook, share this let your mom and them, auntie and them, everybody know. We're getting everybody's credit fixed today. Come on. We'll be right back.
special kind Man, that is hard to find Told you a thousand times
Welcome back to the Brandon and Carlos show on WPMM Talk Radio. Let's talk about it. My guest, Jasmine Pearson, is here to talk about getting our credit together. Uh, how is credit repair legal? Well, the FCRA, which is the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and then the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, they both give you the right to dispute or ask for validation of items that is on your credit report. And that's making sure that everything is being reported accurately. The, the key word is everything accurately. So I don't care if they got your open date wrong or the last time you submitted a payment or your current balance. Everything needs to be reporting accurately on your credit report in order for it to stay there or it needs to be updated. And that's why um, it's, it's very important when you're enlisting the help of someone to get your credit together that you make sure that they're doing it correctly. You don't want someone who's just going to do what's called a credit sweep on your credit report. And that's basically where someone's saying, I'm going to dispute everything and basically say, all this is identity theft. All your negative stuff, that's identity theft. Take it off. So it'll come off because during an investigation, they, they're, they're going to remove it. They're going to, you know, while they're looking to see if this is correct, they're going to remove it. So, you know, the next month you'll update your credit and you'll be like, oh, snap, you know, education loan, all, all, all the stuff is off. You know, that repossession, everything's gone. But then you're going to start getting paperwork in the mail asking you to fill out information and get a police report and things of that nature saying, okay, I need you to back up your claim that this was identity theft. Mm. And that's fraud. You, you, yeah, it is. You, you don't want to be doing illegal things in order to try to fix your credit. That's not fixing your credit. Those are temporary results that can, you know, get you in trouble. So you, you want to use the law on your side. And once again, uh, I want to got to always put out the disclaimer, disclaimer, not an attorney can't give you legal advice. You always consult an attorney if you need a legal advice. But you want to make sure that you're using the laws that exist for your protection the consumer laws, the Fair Credit Reporting Acts in your favor. Be informed of what these things say and what can and cannot exist on your credit report and how that affects you. And you can find the 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 consumer yeah, FTC, yeah. the, the fairtradecommission.gov. You can look on there. And, I mean, you can just do a Google search, F, um, put in FCRA. It'll pull up the Fair um, Credit Reporting Acts. And, I mean, you can go through it. I mean, it is a lot of jargon. You know, it's, some of it's legal jargon. It's sometimes hard to decipher everything, what it what it means. But, I mean, there, there are cliff notes everywhere for everything. <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to tell you a feature that I uh, learned about doing. If you have an iPhone, and I, you probably can do it on an Android too, but I don't support Android. Um, <laughs> you can uh, ask Siri to read, you know, that whatever you're watching on that page. Mm -hmm. And she'll read it to you. And you just sit back and listen to it. And even if it is legal jargon, most of the time, you remember in kindergarten, they taught us how to use context clues. Yeah. You know, use context clues. You may not know what, um, what's a big word? What's a big credit word that you might see jargon? Oh. It's not really big credit words. I don't think it's just. What's a credit jargon word? I mean, I honestly validating and verification like actually knowing what that means okay so you know. so you may not know what validate means but then you can connect the clues 
together <laughs> through the different sentences. Um, some kind of way, read your rights. I mean, you know, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Just just as is it important for you to know your rights, uh, if you're pulled over by the police, uh, you need to know your rights as a consumer. You have rights. And that's the reason why your rights are, are infringed upon a lot of times because yeah. you don't know. Sometimes you don't know that you're getting mishandled. Don't know. And and, 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 and I know I'm silly a lot of times, but I, 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 this is a serious thing. So many times we as black people, we are mistreated. And I think we've gotten the mindset that we're going to be mistreated so much mm -hmm. uh, to the point to where on certain things we just don't fight back. I was having a conversation with my wife um, a couple of days ago about telling her to fight. I mean physically fight, yeah. but stand up for yourself. Take courage and stand up. This is your life. You know, is just like I if it was um, a health thing, treat your credit that as that important because while you're in these bags of bones, um, you're going to need credit. Yeah. It, is, it is health. It's your financial health. So the temporary results, that's they going through there and just investigating to see if someone stole your identity. Um, and then if you're doing that and no one did or even a suspicion of it, you know, you, you have no suspicion of someone stealing your identity, but you just do this because it's a, a simple way to start the process mm -hmm. uh, that can turn into fraud. Uh, which leads me to uh, uh, my next question. Um, can I repair my own credit? Yes, yes, yes. Now, you can enlist um, assistance services like mine, but you can also do a lot for yourself. Um, there are a lot of free resources out there. I keep mentioning FTC.gov. Um, if you go on that website, they have a lot of information as far as what to do if you want to dispute a debt, um, how to send a letter out yourself to you know creditors or to the bureau things of that nature and i i do advise written versus online i know that if you go to experian and transunion things of that nature they have the online disputing process um there are so many different standards that are changed um per the federal uh per the fcra if you dispute online you know, you're a lot of times maybe your situation isn't a A to Z type of thing. You can't just bubble in an answer and say this is this is the reason why I'm disputing this. You know, you have limited dispute reasons. If you're disputing online, you're not able to attach paperwork. You're not able to attach proof or anything. And when you're disputing and you're sending in letters, you're able to put that in your letter. And that information that you're sending to the bureau is supposed to be forwarded to the creditors um, by the bureau. But if you're doing online. You're, you're not able to, to do that. Um, and once again, you just want to make sure you have a paper trail. You, you want something to say, this is what I did. This is what I've disputed. Um, so repairing your own credit, use your free resources, do your research. Um, you monitor your credit. You need to make sure what's on your credit at all times. Um, a lot of times we're not looking at our credit report until we're going to buy something, until we're making a big purchase. We're trying to get that house or we're trying to get that car and they run your credit and they're like, hey, well, this is your score and this is what's currently on your credit. 
or we use these little apps that show us a little, you know, snapshot of what our score is, but we're not actually seeing what's on the report. Every year um, you can go and pull your credit report. It won't have your score, but you can go to annualcreditreport.com and you can pull that and you can get that information. And I believe even right now during COVID, they're, they're allowing you to pull that multiple times instead of just once per year for free. Oh, wow. Um, so using that annual credit report, disputing um, with a written response, um, using the free resources that you have, um, that those are different ways you can repair your own credit. You know, learning what reports higher, learning about credit utilization, um, the different type of accounts that you have on there. You know, of course, the simple things, keeping your balances low on your credit cards, paying your bills on time, that that's a biggie. Like 30 and 35% of your score is paying your bills on time mm. and keeping your balances low. Just in case you uh, haven't seen this, but Carlos is not here. Um, and I kind of miss him. <laughs> so if you're out there listening, Carlos, uh, buddy, I miss you. I'm doing this all by myself. I'm not. You're not here to keep me on track. So if I get too far off track, that's because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, keep uh, Carlos in your thoughts. Uh, he has. He had to go to a funeral back home. So, um, but this is good information. Share, share, share. Facebook viewers share. Um, even if people don't find value in it right now, maybe at another point in their life, mm -hmm. they can always come across this <laughs> and 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 find it. Um, but Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, they all give you a one time a year free thing, right? Well, annualcreditreport.com will give you your, um, they, they, they'll pull it from there. So you'll go to annualcreditreport.com and then they'll basically show each bureau and you go to the link within now, that website. Do they send it to your house or is it immediately available? Immediately available. Once a year? Once a year. Wow. It's something that I used to do um, before I just decided to just go ahead and just get credit monitoring for monthly. Yeah. It's something I would do first of the year, every year. Right. I would I would pull each each bureaus and I have it saved to my laptop under a specific folder mm -hmm. and I would just go through everything. Let's talk about how there may be a dis oh, I shouldn't say a dis well, a dis discrepancy would be a good word between using like these credit karma apps mm -hmm. um, versus your actual true credit report. Cause one thing that I've noticed, I, uh, cause I monitor, I was monitoring my stuff. Well, I still do, but um, I was just depending on credit karma, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it, it has a, I, I thought it was like to the point accurate, mm -hmm. but I found that it's off compared to you actually getting your true credit report from the credit bureau. Yeah. Uh, in that the score is different. Mm -hmm. um, and it worked out in my favor. I was uh, getting a loan at the bank and they pulled my credit. And before they did, I asked them, you know, what are my chances likely or, you know, mm -hmm. with this credit score? And I showed her my credit score. And so she said, like, yeah, you, 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 you your chances are good. Mm -hmm. and But then when she actually pulled it, because they have to, um, mm -hmm. but when she actually, you know, did the 
actual credit report, it was much higher on my actual credit report than what was on Credit Karma. Yeah. Which I thought it would be, <laughs> you know, yeah, reverse. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is, am I right? Is, is that something that's just I've experienced or is that something true? No, that's something true. I mean, mm. it's... To everyone, that is can be different. Yes, to everyone, it it can be different. Um, credit karma, great free resource, you know, great resource to use. But they're not a credit monitoring site. They're credit advertising. I, I like to say credit marketing. They they get they get their funds. They they are paid by using the information that they are able to pull and advertising to you. If you go on Credit Karma, you'll notice they'll say, hey, you may get approved for this loan. Hey, you can apply for this credit card. Mm. You know, this this matches up with you here and there. And so they get paid by you completing those applications and going through those sponsored ads. Um, but they also use different scoring models. There's different scoring models out there. So a mortgage company may use a FICO scoring model and you may using credit karma or your phone apps, your credit cards may use vantage 2.0 vantage 3.0. There's a so difference. There's a difference. So depending on what scoring model is used and you know, what percentage they're pairing it. Okay. This was worth this much percentage to your score. This is worth this. You're going to come out with different scores depending on what you're looking at. Gotcha. So it just it just depends on what type of loan or what, what you're trying to get approved on versus, you know, with what you're looking at as far as what's being pulled in order to check your credit. OK. Gotcha. Facebook watchers. Watchers. Is that a word? Yeah, I guess yeah, it is. <laughs> Facebook audience. If you have any questions, put it in the comment field and uh, I will ask uh, Miss Jasmine Pearson uh, on the air. Um we will open up the phone lines here shortly. Um, but if you have any uh, questions that you don't want, I guess, to be broadcasted and you know, it's more personal, we're going to share her uh, information uh, here shortly as well to where you can communicate directly with Jasmine Pearson and AP Financial Focus. All right. Um, so let's deviate from the topic of credit for just a few moments. And uh, what were you doing before credit repair? I actually worked more so in the the healthcare industry. I've worked um, in the dental industry. And then more recently, when I came back to um, to Pensacola, I worked for one of the hospitals doing um, insurance claims and scheduling things of that nature. And, you know, that's one of the things that kind of kind of broke my heart. Um, I hated calling to try to schedule people for medical appointments that they really needed and they couldn't afford to have a test done. They couldn't afford mm. to have that, you know, that MRI done or, you know, whatever, a stress test to see what's going on with them. And um, it's like, I've been in that situation before. Like recently um, I had a dental issue like a couple months ago and I had um, an implant that essentially failed when I used to, work in dentistry I got one done and it, it failed and it was just loose moving and you know causing pain and things of that nature and I remember I went to the dentist and uh, you know they did my eval they gave me my treatment plan and it was like okay this is what the cost is going to be and for the first time in a long time I wasn't worried 
And it wasn't because, oh, I have all this money in the bank that I knew I had it to pay it. Mm. It was because it's like my credit is good. Mm. I know I knew if I needed to pay for this, you know, I could apply for care credit. I, I could, you know, put it on something and, you know, pay it back slowly. But it made me think there are so many people who, who can't do that. There were so many people in my previous job that I was calling and who were frustrated. And a lot of times these were older people, you know, or, you know, people who have different things going on in their life. And they're like, I can't afford to take on this $350 test or, you know, pay this medical bill and things of that nature. Mm. And I was just that was just one of the things that I, I really hated <laughs> about wow. my job. Wow. And so did that have any weight on you getting into credit repair yes to see okay because mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think about credit uh, that's uh, um one of the things i was trying to find like a weird thing that you would need credit for you know but you just brought it back to my remembrance uh, that there are other things out there besides just needing credit for your job but such as healthcare too mm-hmm. uh your insurance doesn't pay for everything because mm-hmm. even the deductible See, it's it's just a cycle, Jasmine. Yeah. Like, even though you may have insurance, you may some people don't even have the money for the deductibles and the copays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they might have to borrow the money for that, which I I never thought that you would have to do that. Or maybe something's a p- certain procedure is not covered, yeah. or certain medicines not covered. So so <laughs> healthcare. Um, so people finance their healthcare. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess. You know, so if someone has a surgery or something, yeah. you know, and, and they, they may not have insurance for some odd reason. So people put that stuff on their credit card. Yeah. Is that possible? I mean, you can put hospital bills on a credit card? Yeah. I mean, there's different ways to do it. I mean, and it, this is branching off a little bit, but, you know, health spendings account, flexible spending accounts. If, if you don't know about them, please, um, you know, ask your job. Go go into some information about what insurance you have, your medical insurance and you know, what options are available to you. I remember I I did my research on those when I got pregnant. And um, so before when I got my insurance, I made sure I I got a a flexible spending account. And what that does is they take a certain amount of my money. Um, I think I elected $50 every check. You know, it's it's, uh, pre-tax. Take it out. They put it into this health account basically for you. You get a credit card for it, and it allows you to put your deductibles, you know, medical bills, even, you know, things that you buy in the store that's eligible on this card. And But they give you all the money up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they're taking $50 out every check, but I have 1200 mm-hmm. or how much ever at the beginning. Mm. So throughout my pregnancy, when I was having to go to my appointments, when I was getting ready to buy things for, you know, breastfeeding, you know, the bags or my, my vitamins, things of that, those are all eligible items that I was able to put on my plus account that didn't have to come out of my pocket. So, I mean, there's, there's different resources out there. Just make sure you're, like I said, aware of these things. Um, But to answer your question about people financing their health, Yes. I mean, there are specific cards for that, but a lot of people, they they may not apply for care credit per se. And that card is specifically for like medical. Oh, so there's a care credit card. Yeah. That, that card is specifically for, if you have, is for like medical, dental, different things of that nature. That's the only thing you can put on that card. You can charge. Okay. But who do you, where do you get it from? From a traditional credit card company or? Oh, it's, it's their, it's their own company. So you it's put in care, care credit. Oh. 
So and you can only use healthcare for it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you can put on that card. A lot of times, if you're going, if you're going to have a large procedure, or let's say you know you're at a dental office and your treatment plans, whatever amount, mm-hmm. they usually have a little pamphlet there on the desk that tells you, oh, apply for care credit because you know that's the resource that they have for medical and dental expenditures. Um, but you know, like I said, some people they can't get approved for that, so they may have their own credit card or something else that they already have. And mm-hmm. I would rather put $2,000 on my credit card and pay it back monthly and, you know, get my procedure done and try to wait month after month after month and try to save up that amount and be able to pay cash. Yeah. Sometimes you need it right then and there. And it's called cash credit. Wow. Mm -hmm. What happens when you, because I I see that you're a confident person. (laughs) What happens when you actually get these derogatory marks off of a credit? Like, what happens when it's removed? Okay. So, it's going to depend on the reason why it was removed. Um, One thing that I emphasize, if this account does belong to you, and it was removed for, let's say, you know, the collection agency, per se, they they didn't have the right to to have that debt or to pursue you for that debt. It can be resold. It, It can be resold to another company. Or let's say it was removed because something on your credit wasn't reporting accurately. They didn't have the right information throughout the three bureaus to have it on your credit report. It's still your debt. Remove an account from your credit report. It does not remove your obligation to pay. You are still legally liable for that debt unless there were, once again, those extenuating circumstances. Um, There's something called a statute of limitations. And in the state of Florida, I believe that statute is four years. It may be five, four or five years. And all that statute of limitation does is basically says that they can't pursue you um, legally to sue you for that debt. But they can still report on it. But if it's removed from your credit and they want to pursue you legally to say, hey, well, I'm the original creditor. I'm the owner of this debt. Here's the contract that you signed saying that this was our agreement and I want this, I want the funds for this debt. They can still legally do that. So once a report comes off of your credit, if there weren't extenuating circumstances to where that didn't, didn't belong to you or something of of that nature, it's still recommended that you make an agreement or something to either pay that off or to just make sure it doesn't come back. Because debts can be resold and resold umpteen time. But the date of the statute of limitation, it starts when that loan went into default. So just because it was resold in, you know, 2019, but you defaulted in, you know, 2015, it doesn't mean that now that that time frame starts over. It's still based on when it's from the original when you signed the contract, when you defaulted on that contract. So. When that account stopped being current, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's when, when the statute of limitations mm-hmm. start. That's and they starts. cannot pursue you past four years legally in a suit manner. Yeah, yeah. they can't sue but you for that. They can debt. report it. But yeah. then it, don't debts fall off your report after seven, seven years? Mm-hmm. And they automatically fall off. You don't have to do anything to get them off? Usually not. But Have you seen where you had to? Not yet. I've seen inquiries stay on past two years. So when you're applying for things and oh, that shows up. So when you apply and mm, even though oh, you may not yeah. even take the credit out, you see that somebody tried to 
when oh. when you when you go and you start applying for cards, um, that shows. And a lot of times, that those are there's something called a soft pull and a hard pull. So sometimes you may be applying for something and they say this will not affect your credit. That means it's a soft pull. They're not fully running your credit, pulling your information. They're just doing a soft pull to see if you're eligible. And some people they'll get those um, those pre-approved notice. Mm. And they'll get them in the mail or they'll, you know, whoever they're with currently to say, hey, you've been a pre-approved for, you know, this credit card. You know, click here or, or go here, call here to um, finish the process. Mm-hmm. That's a hard pull once they finish that process. Just because you're pre-approved, it, it, it doesn't mean they're not going to pull your credit. Right. Listen, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive right in on how long it takes to repair your credit, um, what's expected of the client, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about buying houses, because I think um, that's something that we all can benefit from. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Share this on Facebook.
are back. We are back. We are back. I was going to try to sing a song, but I don't know what song I was about to sing. All right. How long does it take, Jasmine, for credit repair (laughs) to take place? See, I I get this question. Usually every client I take on, they they ask, how long is this process going to take? Because they want to know. You know how we are. How long am I going to pay this? Yeah. (laughs) How long, uh, you know, and and you know how we are. If we don't see something right away, like we want to hire you and see our credit go from 300 to 800, like right then. So how long does it take? How long did it take for your credit to get this way? <laughs> no, but the it, it will vary. It, it really it depends on your credit report. It depends. It depends on the type of accounts you have. It depends on who the accounts are with. It it it, it has so many different variables. Um, you have to remember that once you start the disputing process and you're sending in these letters, they the bureaus, the creditors, they have you know thirty days to be able to respond. They they have the time period. They need the time period to actually do the investigation based on what was written in those letters. So it's not going to be a overnight process. If you're looking to buy a house or get a car, there's a specific reason why you want you're wanting your credit repair and you're wanting it done in a specific time frame. You're not going to be able to buy a house next month, maybe. You know what I mean? If you are just signing up today, you you want to start repairing your credit before you're getting ready for these for those big purchases because it 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 may take a little while it may it may take a couple of months um average user may you're going to see results within you know 60 days you're going to see some type of movement i do offer um a money back guarantee if you're not seeing the results if, if i haven't if i haven't done my job and you're not getting any removals, your score is not going up, if you're not getting any deletions, you know, after 90 days, anything you've paid, you can cancel goes back to you. That's a great guarantee. You all out there that are listening, if I were you, I would take advantage of this. Uh, I don't put my stamp of approval on too many things. But um, I'm really liking what I'm hearing, and uh, especially with a guarantee of getting all your money back if you don't get um, deletions. Deletions. It's that simple. If if you're in credit repair, you cannot guarantee your results because, once again, this is not me getting deletions for you. This is the law getting deletions for you. Right. So if there's nothing on your report that legally is able to be removed, then, hey, there there was nothing. Everybody's doing their job. Everybody was reporting accurately. Everything on your report was current and there's there's everything was verified. There there was nothing to to be corrected. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's there's nothing I can do about that. I don't take illegal measures to to try to get things removed. But if there is a if I see something, right. they can be removed. I'll, I'll make sure to do my job to work hard for you to to make sure we get your you know your credit where it where it needs to be. What is expected of me as a client? So when you sign up, um, my company is called AP Financial Focus, and the AP portion of that it's about accountability partners in this um we're partners in this we we both have 
a responsibility in getting your credit repaired. You're enlisting me to do the, the legwork, but I also need some things of you. I need to make sure that you're staying current on your bills. Once again, it does no good for you, for me to be working on the back end of things that's already going on in your past with your credit, and then you're messing up your future. Right. Every month there's something negative being reported or added to your credit. Um, checking your mail, uploading your documents. Once we start this disputing process and um, I may be sending letters over to collection agencies, I'm going to be telling them, hey, you need to verify this debt. I need you to provide me with ABC in order to say that you can collect on this debt. I need I need verification. So they're going to be sending that to you. I need you to upload those documents, making sure that they respond because I need to see if they're responding in the time frame that the law gives them or else they have to remove it. So I also need good communication. Let me know if there's something going on with you. You know, this um, I run my company. So you're, you're not, you know, calling and speaking to someone else that isn't firsthand working on your account. So if something is going on, um, if an unexpected financial expense came up. That's one of the good things. You're, you're working, you know, one-on-one with someone. You can say, hey, um, you know, I may need to pause this month. I, something's going on. Can I, can I split the payment up? Or, mm. you know, let, let, let me work with you. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you. Like, my, when you sign up and you sign this contract, or not contract because you can cancel in, in any, at any time, but when you sign your agreement with mm. me, I'm telling you that I'm going to be working on your behalf. So I'm going to be doing what's best for you. So um, just good communication. And please, 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 this is a problem. Once that credit score starts going up and you start seeing these increases, don't start applying everything that was my problem <laughs> that i had to bust up my wife was in the studio and and that was my problem i can remember because i had very jacked up credit like my credit was down to like 300 whatever the freaking lowest it can be 300. yeah it was that and i'm like dang i mean my credit was so low like um i don't even think the mob would give me a loan you know and the mob would take your legs if you don't pay but um you know gosh but when I started seeing it grow and, and it was like, it's no longer bad, yeah. you know, it's actually good, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, not, and from, oh man. Get excited. You get excited. And I'm like, you start seeing advertising for Especially because I got credit crime, I got Experian boost and. You know, all these little other little, you, you know about them. And, and I'm like, boom, 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 just, I wish y'all could see me on the radio. I'm typing on my phone. I would just be applying so quick. Those and, you know, on the iPhone, you know, uh, and probably on the Android, too, your information is already saved anyway. Yeah. So it's easy to fill out a credit application. The only thing you got to do is, you know, put your fingerprint on it or your face <laughs> and everything. <laughs> autofill, And you're like, boom, submit. And then, and then they say approve. Do you know how good it feels to hear okay. or see the word approve? It does. It feels so good. It's a little tingling feeling. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. I know. I know. And 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 but what don't you're saying it. is, don't uh, Jasmine, do don't do it because yeah, you may get it, but what's the overall goal? You know, do you really want a twenty four I mean twenty four percent interest? Do you realize y'all that you can get a credit card with one percent, two percent? Three percent, like those. What's low. my what's our uh ours is two percent. 
Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind. To, you know, it's it's beautiful. I'm telling you. Thank it's you. either between two or three, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. At least it's not. Because believe me, I know. Ninety-nine. I've had twenty-four. You know, I. But you know, get your credit for a card from a credit union, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I, I have a couple. I mean, and it's people they get so scared of credit after a while, um, you know, and they they just stop. They don't want any credit cards. They're like, I'm dealing with cash. My bank account is oh, it. Really? But try to try to um, rent a car. Yeah. You, you got to have a credit card. You, you got to pay a fee on that debit card. And let's <laughs> talk about let's talk about that. Let's let's do um, it, it because I'm all about educating everyone because sometimes we don't have the whole picture. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, um, let's talk about the you said renting a car. Okay. This happened to me when I first uh, got uh, got to you know uh, to be an adult and got to be able to go out on my own and stuff like that. I had to go get a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we I traveled somewhere, you know, and I I, was, I have money, so I didn't think, you know, that I needed a credit card. Well, the only card I had because. That one little credit card that I did have, it was maxed out. <laughs> they probably <laughs> looking for me. You know, uh, I had my bank card, you know. And so you get to the thing and you give them that, man, we have a credit card. And you pulling out your bank card thinking it's a credit card. And you giving it to that lady or that man at the front counter. And then you go, they check you in and everything. Mm-hmm. And you go to eat. Check that hold. And, 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 and <laughs> they swipe that card back then. Yeah, it was swiping the card. And then they were like, sir, this, because this happened. This, like, I'm not making a story up. This actually freaking happened. True story. Mm-hmm. And they swiped my, I'm out of town. They swiped my car. I can't even eat. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, I know I got money, mm-hmm. you know. And then I call the bank or whatever, and they talking about a hold. Yeah. And then they tell me about all the holds I have on it because I forgot I got gas. And when I put my card into the little pump thing, it authorized, mm-hmm. but it authorized much higher. Back then, it was much higher. Yeah. I swear to God, they authorized $100 for like a $25, $30 transaction. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this lady, I was just just, just going crazy yeah. about, because um, I was out of town. Yeah. And all my money was tied up in holds. And it was at like a Marriott hotel. It's a pretty decent hotel. Mm-hmm. So they authorized and and then they also authorize it every day, you know. Uh, I don't know how they do it now, but they used to do it every day mm-hmm. to cover your incidentals. Yeah. And th- and so all of this stuff is adding up. And 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 there is a good ending to the story. The lady was able to call um, some of the people, uh, the merchants, mm-hmm. their merchant, you know, the back end people, yeah. and get the hold removed. Nice. You know, because. Um, they they were just able to do it and i and I, i'm not promising you that because i don't know mm-hmm. wh- how that works but i do know that those holds however i was explained to me had i had a credit card that would have never happened no you get what i'm saying and so um there's responsible ways to have credit cards they are useful you you will need them for for travel, you know, emergencies, you know, 
vacations, if you would just, you know, there, there's, there's other reasons to have, to have credit cards, you know, there, there's good ways to have them, but during the credit repair process, you don't want to just apply for every card you see. Right. Those are going to be hits to your credit in more ways than one. They're going to be hits on your inquiries. They're going to be hit on your, the, the age of your accounts now mm. is degraded because now you got to factor in a whole new account. You just brought your average down, Yeah. you know, and you're going to be at a higher interest rate because your credit's not all the way there yet. I wish I would have known uh, what I'm about to suggest. You're the expert, but this is my personal opinion. If you are going to have a, because it worked well for me and my wife, if you're going to have a credit card, get it from uh, your credit union. Somewhere that is, you know, we got a little mom and pop credit union. Um, well, maybe it's more than mom and pop, but, you know, it's not, it's here in Pensacola. Mm -hmm. And we know the branch manager. We know, you know, they know us by name. And, mm -hmm. um, I cr like I said, our credit score, uh, um, what, what, the APR rate. interest rate is, is very low. And you don't, just because you have it, don't mean you have to use it. And I think that's what has to get in our mind. Um, I think what gets people in trouble is using credit to survive, to pay their, to, to actually live. Using credit as cash. Yes, and then, and that's not the case. Um, I don't think it should be the case. Yeah. I think if you're using credit for cash, then that means you need to make more money or eliminate debt. Mm -hmm. You know, there, something has to give because if you're paying your, you shouldn't be paying your light bill with your credit card. I don't think mm -hmm. that's what you work that you you know unless you pay it off every month because there are cases now I I admit that there are times I do pay mundane bills um, with the credit card because I got points you know yeah. I may want to rack up the points but the key is paying it off you know mm -hmm. before that interest hits yeah there there's exceptions to every rule but you know. I wish that I would have known um, back then to just get one credit card and just work that you know pay on it. And, and and do that, and then I would have been in a much better situation. But you live and you learn. The advisable amount is actually like two or three. Really? Credit cards, um, you know. And honestly, with my credit cards, what what I have on them, because I, I do want to show activity on those credit cards, but while keeping a low credit utilization, I'll get gas on the cards. Mm. I'll, I'll put my Hulu, my, my Netflix, my, you know, those auto, pay, auto drafts that come out and, you know, pay it down. If I want to put a vacation on there. I'll do it, you know, pay it down on the, the credit utilization. And, and it's okay if, you know, you, p you put something on your credit card and it goes above that point. But the, the point is, is you're not using your credit card to survive to where you're all, always at that 90, 95% utilization where yeah. your credit card is always, like when that interest hits, mm -hmm. your payment basically does nothing but pay interest. Right. That's like you're, you're paying the minimum. It's you're, you're paying money so much money out and not getting anything back for it. And I understand we, we've all been in those situations. The, the key really is, is before you need my assistance, before it hits your credit, talk to your creditors. If, if something's going on with you, a lot of times we don't communicate with the bill collectors. And this is before it gets to the collecting agency portion and they're calling your house, things of that nature, because a lot of times your creditors are the original creditors. They're not calling you. They're not calling you to say, hey, you've been behind this amount of month, this amount of month. Let's work something out. Mm. You know, 
if you know something's going on in your life when this pandemic hit and you weren't able to, you know, pay all your bills the way you normally are, talk to the people who you owe. A lot of times they may have programs. They may have a way to say, okay, we're going to put on, uh, we're going to put everything you owe on the back end and start you over. But you'll never know what opportunities exist if you avoid talking to them. This is before it hits that point and you're at a derogatory mark, before it's a delinquency on your credit. Mm -hmm. This is while it's still an active account with the original creditor. Talk to them. Try, try to make some arrangements. Yeah. Sell a fish. You know, have a fish fryer. <laughs> Sell some chicken dinners. Pay your bills. <laughs> Pay your bills, y'all. I'm serious. It, it 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 something that simple can change your life. Just pay your bills. Uh, let's talk about the services that you offer. Because I see that you have different tiers. Yes. On your web page. Yes. So um, of course, credit repair, and we offer individual plans as well as um, couple plans. Um, and that is essentially for an individual plan. It's 129 that you're going to pay for your audit enrollment fees. And then it's 99 a month. Um, as a couple, it's 249 as an audit fee and 179 a month. Um, however, um, I'm getting ready to start a, a new tier. And this is going to be called um, pay per delete. So this is not a monthly. This is. An a la carte type program. It's an a la carte. Mm -hmm. So let's say there's only specific things you want worked on in your report. Or let's say um, you, you want the whole report worked, but you don't want to set up um, like a monthly service for it. Then what we can do is you don't pay um, until it comes off. And when it comes off, you'll be invoiced per different account that was removed. Um, I also offer budgeting services. That is a big portion of financial education or financial responsibility is budgeting. And I'll, I'll be honest, I have a, a weird, like sick obsession with budgeting. I mm. love budgeting. Like <laughs> my personal budget is always done about six months in advance. I, I, I have my my budget done per month, six months in advance, um, and it's 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 I'll say it is beautiful. Like well, it's, pause. It's let's let's pause with that. <laughs> let's pause with budgeting, because I want I want my listeners to be able to. Uh, I'm sure they they've been getting a lot of great information, but I want something tangible that they can take with them today, and I want you. I, I guess there's different type of budgets, mm -hmm. but. How do, what's a simple way of doing a budget? To do a budget, you need a couple of different things. You need to figure out what your income is. You need to figure out how much money you have coming in. For the month. For the month. or um, what, I, what I do is um, I have the month, and then I have it split by pay period. And then per pay period, I know what bills are coming out per pay period. And how much at the end of the month all my bills come to, how much I have coming in, and how much is going to savings? So how, is this written out? Like, how do you? Yes. So if you, if someone's sitting there right now and they're saying, "Okay, Jasmine, I, I got my pen and I got my paper out, and I want to uh, write a budget." Like, what what would you tell them to write on that piece of paper? 
So you have your income mm-hmm. on one side. Yeah, and honestly, I have a um, a PDF that I have for free. If you want, I created um, a spreadsheet to that you just have to fill in your information, and it gives you everything you need to do entry level to to start your budget. Send me a message on Facebook or send me a message on my website, and I'll be happy to get that free spreadsheet out to you. But if you're at home and you're just wanting to, you know, start this process. Sit down, write down what your income is. You And it doesn't have to be exact. Just do an average. I usually, when I do my average, I put a little under. That way, when I get a little over, I'm happy, you know? Average um, a little bit under what your income is. Write down all your bills. What do you pay? Is, does something come out automatically? You know, when everything is due. And split up how to, how to make that work for you. So let's say you have an average of $2,000 coming out of you know your account bills wise and you have an income of 2500 there's a difference between paying 1600 first of the month and then being able to split up and saying oh i'm gonna do 800 dollars this check i'm gonna do 800 dollars this check you know being able to really see what your budget is and sticking with it and saying, okay, I got to average in this amount for gas, got to average in this amount for food so that you don't have any unexpected things coming out because those um, overdraft charges mm. are no joke on your account. And being able to, and it really allows you to see if you're living within your means. So you've, you you got your income and your outcome. Mm-hmm. And how does that work from a day to day? Do you say, okay, uh, I know that I need this much amount of gas for, you know, you budgeted $200 uh, for gas for the month. Mm-hmm. So you go and fill up the tank. It costs $30. Do you take and deduct the 30 from that 200 on that spreadsheet or on the piece of paper that you've written it? You write, you know. See, it, it depends on if you want to be that strict with it, I'll say. So let's say when I do my particular budget, so... Once again, I'll I'll have it for the month, but then it's broken down per pay period. So I know in this two-week period, okay, I have $3,000 of an income for this pay period that I have. I know $1,500 of this is going out for for bills or whatever like that. If I, well, let me be more realistic because ain't nobody having $3,000 for that week. So let's say you have... $1,200 income coming in for that two week period, $1,200 and $800 of that is going to bills. So you have $400 now left. Mm -hmm. Is this the pay period that you're going to save some money in? Okay. Are you putting a hundred dollars in savings? If not, then you say, okay, I have $400 left in my account for this period. I know I'm going to need to spend 150, $200 on food. So you so, so you take that out the equation. Some people choose to say, okay, I'm going to take a hundred of this money out and keep it in cash on me. So when I run out of my cash, that's it. So that means that I can't just stop at that fast food place and just say I'm gonna get a quick bite. Because a lot of times when we're spending extra money, it's for convenience. Yeah. It's because I ran out of time here or there, and I don't have time to do this. So man, my food bill. I was telling my wife that too. I was like, man, we got to stop eating out. Because mm-hmm. it is about convenience. Yeah. Before we came to the station, we was uh, we saw that Chick-fil-A just sitting over there looking all beautiful and <laughs> sanctified and holy. Because you know Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken joint. 
And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I think they massaged the chickens before they slaughtered them. You know, they have little jacuzzis for the chickens and <laughs> they let them wear a little bonnet, you know, stuff like that. Um, but we saw Chick-fil-A standing there in all her glory and grandeur. And we didn't stop. But normally we would because mm-hmm. it's convenient. Yeah. And it tastes good. And, you know, I can remember being young and my mom be like, you're not getting no McDonald's. We got, got McDonald's at home. Mm-hmm. And we get home and the McDonald's is actually the food at home is better than the McDonald's. But as a kid, you know, you wanted that Happy Meal with that, that you know. Because think about it. McDonald's burgers are dry. I don't even eat McDonald's. I mean, if you really think they're dry, they're the same dry burgers as when I was little. But yet, I would still eat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a weird thing. As an adult, it's going grocery shopping and not feeling like cooking on your way home. So you still stop and get something to eat after you didn't spend $200 yeah. at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. We didn't <laughs> spend $200 at the grocery store and be like, stop by Popeye's and get that box of chicken. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, it, it is. and But you do. You you pay for convenience. and and. Yeah. and so budgeting tells you what is convenient would or not you, for would you. Would you agree <laughs> that a lot of people waste money on food? Would oh, you agree with that? Yes. Like if if you have any type of like free budgeting app, um, I believe like Mint is one that. Do you suggest it, Mint? Do, do, will it work? Um, I have Mint on my phone because I'm the guy so good at budgeting. I don't even use it, but they send me a little alert. They're like, "Oh, did you make a big purchase? Because I may have paid off something." Yeah. You know, they'll they'll just remind you, "Hey, yeah. you kind of you know you kind of spending a little crazy right now." Right. But what I advise, like I said, this the the method that I use is I know how much money I have coming in for the pay period. I know how much money my bills are going to come to this pay period. What's left in the bank account is what what I ha- what I have. A lot of times, if I don't want to use it, I transfer it out. I if if you have a hard time touching money, not touching money and spending, I would say, won't you open a savings account at a bank that you have to go into to actually make a withdrawal? Don't yeah. get a card for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've done that before. Open yeah. an account somewhere mm-hmm. that you do not have access to that you can't just go on your phone and. Right. Swipe you got to do a transfer. little work to get You got to do some yeah. work. You got to actually get up, get dressed, go mm-hmm. in the bank, fill out the little deposit slip. Yep. And Just like <laughs> the old time. And get the money out. I promise you, if you have to work that hard yeah. to actually touch the money, you're, you're, you're more than likely not, not going to touch it. But the big budgeting comes in is, once again, when if you're able to see if you're living within your means. Because when you start doing that budget and you see – Pay period after pay period, mm-hmm. you don't have anything to roll over. You have to start figuring out how to start minimizing, how to start getting your bills to a point. Maybe you have too many credit cards. Maybe you have too many reoccurring charges where you can start saving so that you can start actually saving and budgeting and, you know, living to where it's not so much of a hassle and it's check to check. How can people get in contact with you? Okay. You can always contact me on uh, Facebook. Um, It's under AP Financial Focus. Um, You can send me a direct message there. You can also go to my website, www.apfinancialfocus.com, and fill out the form that says I want to learn more. Um, We'll set up a free consultation so that we can talk. Um, And also I just want to mention one other thing. One of the other services... um, 
that I've just started with. I'm, I'm pairing with local real estate agents in the area. I believe uh, Ashley McDonald, you had her on the show yeah. um, before. So um, Ashley, shouts out to Ashley McDonald, Melissa Watson, and Karen Butler. Those are three real estate agents. They're all my people. Oh, yeah, except the middle one. I don't know the middle one. We got to put the middle one on my team too. But <laughs> Ashley, she's a homie, and so is Karen Butler. You know, um, that's good that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. so when you're done, if, if that's your goal, because once again, I mean, my – my my focus is is your credit, and um, the credit and budgeting, just financial information, education, um, but that's going to lead you into other places. And if those aren't my areas of expertise, then I definitely want to um, pair you with people in the community that can get you to your next goal. And so those ladies, um, they work in real estate, and they'll be able to you know take you on to that next level to help you with getting that dream home that you're working for right, right now. Uh, to our Facebook fans, we have uh, put the uh, website in the comment field. So just look at the comments and you can find her website. I think that's the best way to just get a hold of her. Um, all her contact information is there. Her telephone number is there. You can fill out the, the form. Um, I went to the website and um, it's very user friendly. Uh, go ahead and do it. I haven't had credit repair in a the the way that you're talking you know i did what i could do on my own and mm -hmm. paying my bills and things of that nature um however i i had a good friend i said had because i'm not in contact with him anymore i guess we're still friends you don't have mm -hmm. to talk to somebody to be friends right but he and his wife they were newly married and their both of their credit was jacked up and back home uh they someone was doing credit repair and um if they they fixed their credit within a year and was able to buy a house um so i can't directly speak to knowing you know the outcome but i've seen other people mm -hmm. and i thought it was amazing because you take a family that's just getting started they already have a lot of different struggles as it is you know uh, money shouldn't <laughs> or getting a house you don't want to add that to the struggle because yeah. when you're getting married you have to learn each other you have to you got to make it that first year you know yeah. so that you can have the stamina to go throughout the rest of your life together you don't need to add the credit to that struggle you know and so you can talk to jasmine and um she'll get you back on track i'm gonna have her on the show again hopefully this is just a start of a relationship uh, to where we can like have you come and we do workshops and nice. um, mm -hmm. you know things like that because uh, our people um, when I say our people people that look like me uh, need this type of information yeah, yeah. and listen you're, we're, we, we're talking from a negative sense your credit you may have good credit mm -hmm. just because you have good credit doesn't mean you can't use our services I mean wouldn't you want great credit you get what I'm saying? So even though you, you, you may be in the 700s, I mean, they still can use you, yeah. right? I mean, once again, it, it, this is something that you want to take a close look at your credit just to make sure that everything's on the up and up. If, if there's ever, if everything is good on your credit, I'll tell you, Hey, you're not eligible. You're, you're good. Right. I'm not going to sign you up for a service that you don't need. What's the point? In 90 days, you're going to get your money back. Right. <laughs> you right. know? I, I so, um, yeah. You know, if, if if you need it, regardless of what your credit score is, mm. 
let me know. We we can talk. And as a, a special promotion, just just for the listeners, um, throughout this weekend, I'll be offering fifty percent off enrollment fees. Wow! All you have to do, and it's not do saying sign up today. It's saying just send me a message to saying you want a consult. If I can get your consult locked in, whenever it is, um, I will honor the fifty percent off enrollment up until uh, midnight Sunday. You got to tell me you heard it on the Brandon and Carlos show. Do you hear me? You got to say you heard about it on the Brandon and Carlos show. So what she's saying is up until midnight on Sunday, she's taking 50% off the enrollment fees. That's a great deal. Like that's bigger than the coupon I used for Popeye's last night, you know? <laughs> um, that's amazing. You're you're a great person. Uh, I can feel that about you. Um so, how many kids you have? One. One. Just one. How old? Eleven months. Wow. <laughs> so when he, 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 yes. When he <laughs> gets to twelve months, and then after that, are you going to keep on saying thirteen months, fourteen months, fifteen months? You know, people talk about that all months, the time. Uh, Seventy-five months. <laughs> one hundred and fifty months. No, I'll say one year, but I'll, I'll I'll let you know that a lot of times when people are doing that, if they have premature babies mm. it's because it's an adjusted age so a lot of times what they are um what their age is as far as you know what's documented isn't really what their i didn't know that age is because so they if you're premature. born before the that you're due mm-hmm. do they make you younger no they, they go by older. that they go by that date mm-hmm. that you're born that's when your birthday is and you'll continue being one two on whenever up. you were actually but born, the yeah. parents know that there's an adjusted age mm-hmm. I, I have a friend who had two premature kids so um whenever she says oh my baby's you know 13 months well i feel bad now that See? i was making light of that knowledge is power people. it is very much so <laughs> so i have to because i you know i feel comfortable now asking you because at first i wasn't my wife and i we was at home and i was like i, I got this one question i want to ask her but i don't know how to ask it because if you've you've heard our shows right mm-hmm. <laughs> i can get wild baby <laughs> i mean i just <laughs> whatever's in me comes out and uh i said i don't want to scare off and you know be rude or anything like that I had this question but now i feel like i can ask it uh and i know the manner in which i need to ask it okay. and that is okay i'm gonna use an example have you ever met uh, a mechanic, but he, he didn't have a car himself? Yes. Have you ever met hairdressers and their hair is messed up? Yes. You see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this? Have you ever met, you know, uh, uh, dental assistants and, you know, people like that and their teeth are jacked up? Right. Mm-hmm. So where do you think I'm going with this? You're asking about my credit. Yes. <laughs> and and, and I, I don't need to know your score or anything like that. It's just I want to – this is a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I think – when I'm it's important because you want to know because even though someone credit may be jacked up you're Mm -hmm. sharing that person sharing personal information with you Mm -hmm. that person is trusting you Mm -hmm. you know people may be ashamed of how much money they make versus their credit things of that nature Mm -hmm. so I think it will benefit everyone to know that you practice what you preach my credit was the first one I worked on first one and I think I actually that was the the first post I made on my personal page on my Facebook page when I was getting ready to go into this venture was my own 
and I took a screenshot. Are you serious? <laughs> of my credit score. Wow. Um, and I was I was telling people I was like, and it, it showed that the the next level, the point increase, it was showing that I had reached mid seven hundreds, wow. and um, people were like. Why are you putting that online? I'm like, don't worry, I'm getting ready to start a company. It's, wow. I'm I'm just showing that that this is me. This is where I am it now. Works. Um, and honestly, and I'll be honest because that's that's who I am. I've taken a little bit of a hit mm. with um just getting my company up and running, you mm. know. But it's a it's a it's a knowing hit. Yeah. It's not like I did something. It's like when you know, it's like, okay, yeah. once I do this, right, right, right. I know this is going to go down a little bit, sure. but I know how to get it right back. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's nothing negative that, right. you know, I can't fix or whatever like that. It's just, you know, some startup costs and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I, once again, like I said, with the dental issue I had, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I'm good. Sure. And that's great. And that, I'm you know, I, that that means a lot for me. I got chill bumps because I'm like, yes, I've got, I answer, I ask, <laughs> you know, in, t in, in media, mm -hmm. we ask questions and, you know, sometimes you've watched interviews mm -hmm. and some people just ask whatever and don't care how the person feels. And, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be, yeah, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be respectful, you right. know, Thank you. but I, that was an important question for me because like I said, when you're dealing with credit, you're dealing with, you know, social security numbers. Like, you, yeah. you know, I'm giving you my all this information. And you mean to tell me your credit jacked up? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so I think it's a great service. And, uh, um, man, have you ever heard of 24-7 CEO? It's a Facebook group. No, I haven't. I'm going to send you an invite. I want you to be a part of it. Okay. Um, it's it's a 24-7 it's, it's CEO business services. Uh, no, that's the name of the business. Uh, Twenty four seven CEO. That's the name of the group. There's over thirty eight thousand members, and it's, it's, it's people of color. I mean, anybody can be a part of it, but mm -hmm. it's mostly people of color uh, who are business owners, entrepreneurs, etc. And it's a network. You know, I may have something that you need. Right. You may have something I need. That sort of thing. Yeah. I'll send you an invite. Great. So, uh, let's reiterate. You have until Sunday <laughs> at midnight. To get, if you sign up, you get 50% off of your enrollment fee. That's something that has never been done in the history of the Brandon Carlos show. That much of a discount. And this is for the state of Florida. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah thank you for saying that because I forgot we got people all over. If you're in the state of Florida, uh, she can work with you because this is where she's licensed. Mm -hmm. um, and so, wow, the time is gone. That. I didn't even feel like that was a two-hour show. <laughs> You've been a great uh, guest. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Definitely. All right. Well, um, is there something I should have asked you and I didn't? Um, I, I think we covered all of the bases. Um, just some quick tips on improving your credit score. Payment history is 35% of your score. Pay those bills on time. Let them report accurately. Your credit utilization, that's another 30%. So keeping your credit card balances under 30%, um, I mean, hopefully 15%, something around that nature, you're going to be able to boost your credit score and build positive credit, people. Um, yeah. if, if you need help with your credit, um, I know when I was first starting out building mine, it took a secure card. Mm. I had to put the money down in order to, to have a credit card. It's your money anyway. It's your money. So. 
they'll graduate you to an unsecured card, mm-hmm. but you you may have to start the process you yeah. to build the credit. And there are resources and companies out there that are willing to help. Your own bank can be willing to help. That's right. Um, so just just be educated on your options. It's, it's never too late to get your credit score correct or you know to start building positive credit. All right. Well, that's it for the Brandon and Carlos show. Uh, if you didn't catch the whole show, because we know how long you listen because we can check all that stuff in our metrics and I'm starting to see that y'all watching and then you're going and watching somebody else's stuff <laughs> and then you might come back and watch it. And that's okay because uh, the, the human's attention span is not that long anyway. If uh, that is you, that's okay. You can always go back on Facebook and, and, and rewatch the video. It's, it's going to be up. And then if you want to hear the show in its entirety, with the music and everything, um, you can go to WPMM Talk. Excuse me. That is our website, WPMMTalk.com. But you're also going to be able to w- uh, listen on your podcasting platforms uh, a little later on tonight. And uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you, you can find the Brandon and Carlos Show. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We are worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good one. Remember, we are still in a pandemic. So you better go and wash your hands. Stay safe and wear the mask. Be blessed. Thank you.